So why, why did the BBC set up a load of dancing robots outside the studio? Because it's the BBC and they do what they want to do. Okay. If I was the BBC, I would do that. Because yeah. why not? <laughs> when, you, when you're basically government-owned and you can do whatever you want and you get TV licenses as standard, then, uh, yeah, BBC do what BBC want to do. I wonder if you work for the BBC if you get free TV license. Um, I wouldn't be so hasty. They're just about trying to get equal pay. <laughs> you know, enough enough political ramblings and 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 weird stuff like that. This is the Immaterial Gamers podcast. This is episode number eighteen. Dumbledore. Eighteen. What Dumbledore? I've been, well, watching, I've, I've been watching that video, it goes, Snape, Snape, serious Snape, Dumbledore, Snape, wow. Snape. Wow. Is that the, is that the <laughs> video game that you're going to discuss later on this podcast? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that'll, that'll be the that'll be the, uh, the great hidden feature uh, that'll be here for for uh, listeners to the podcast. But until that point, I'm Ryan, otherwise known as Not Him Again, and uh, we've got the good old partners in crime, I've got Duncan, Jeff Ada. I think just Duncan is fine. I'm yeah, not really that committed to my screen name. He's Jeff. Yeah, it's it's just something to add as 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 uh, you know an option, but still. And uh, I've got I've got Stefan Masamuni one one three. And uh, yeah, we uh, you know what we since we forgot to uh, to date stamp it and we've we've gone for an agreement on this one that we're going to do it for at least one more time. It's the second of December. We are now in December, that time where people use the c word. That's right, carrot. That's Easter, actually. Ah, uh, damn, damn it. The rabbits and stuff. C, yeah, c the c word. Cinnamon. That's the one, isn't it? Happy cinnamon, everyone. Cinnamons, and that one is uh, uh, Valentine's Day. Oh, bollocks. Isn't it milk and cookies? Uh, Christmas Day, isn't it? Yeah, Christmas is the month of... I thought it was milk and cookies. uh, It's the month of... Well, the month of milk and cookies and, uh, you know, McDonald's adverts involving Santa Claus and his exasperated reindeer. But, um, yeah, it's also the week where Netflix decided that they like anime and you should too. Isn't this the same week when Netflix has turned around and cancelled? Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. Depressingly, it's also the same week where they cancelled Daredevil. Uh, what now? Daredevil uh, has been cancelled. Yeah. Oh, I haven't even seen season three yet. Yeah. Season, oh, it's still uh, be on there for a bit. Oh yeah, season three is the last one that's on there. For now. But, yeah, yes. for now. I mean, but this is the got to take into account that this was the. Daredevil was the show that uh, the Marvel and Disney war wasn't affecting. So if you know if Daredevil's cancelled, everything's off the table. I, um, I do think Disney will just take it. They're gonna, aren't they? That's the, that was the whole point. I mean, we saw stuff like like Luke Cage and uh, Iron Fist. I mean, Iron Fist itself wasn't really any good anyway. So no big loss, but um, still, yeah. what, they've got they've only got. Um... Jessica now, aren't they? Uh, Jessica so. Jones and Punisher, technically. Mm. And, yeah, I think once once Jessica Jones has finished shooting, that'll be a one more and done as well. At this rate, because if you're going to take, take your show that started the Netflix universe and get rid of it, then 
yeah, what what chance do the others have? Yeah. True. But yeah, so one hand uh, Netflix giveth, Netflix taketh away. It is a uh, Jesus of next uh, Netflixius. It's 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 topical. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's Christmas after all. But I suppose this isn't really the uh, vi- movie and streaming service podcast now, is it? No, 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 not not just yet. But it'll be the uh, the immaterial pop culture part. <laughs> Yeah, that one. Spelt exactly like you just pronounced. <laughs> yeah. Immaterial pop um, dip pop pop pop. <laughs> Coming t- soon to a streaming service near you. Yeah, probably Netflix. <laughs> and then um, we'll get cancelled after season three. Oh, perfect. Well, at least we'll have had three seasons of things for, you know. What are we cancelling? Um, unfortunately, General's War Table's going to have to be cancelled now. No, I'm doing that. But, um, I guess we could just have the very, very quick ones on that. Yeah, role, role playing, not him again. Like, I know the title of my own show series. Uh, role playing, not him games is still continuing. Uh, the general's war table is going to have a little bit of a brief break and then come back. Yay, you know? breaks! Yeah, uh, Europa um, Universalis four patches, breaking games and all that. But you know, it's how it's how they roll. And um, yeah. Us, the podcast, we're still going strong. So, based on that, and those little bits of distraction and and topical get-togethers and stuff like that, let's look at games we may or may not have been playing this week. So, if I can start with Duncan. Yay! Alright, so, out of the digital world and into IRL... Uh, my main gaming experience for this week, of note, what came in the form of the board game slash card game, uh, Ruby Combat Ready. Oh, I saw stuff on my Facebook feeds about, like, you know, this uh, this little board game. How is it? Uh, it's a lot of fun. I quite enjoy it. Uh, it's been mentioned several times in this podcast before, but many of us mm-hmm. Emmy gamers are big fans of the Rooster Teeth folks. Yep. I know at least a few of us keep up with or watch, in some capacity, the show Ruby. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also played their their video game, uh, what was it called, Grim Eclipse, which yeah, was... Yeah, uh, it was okay, you know, it was a fun little experiment, you know, it was a way to get things rolling in that in that uh, department, at least. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of interested in how that actually came to life, because it was, a, from what I saw, it was a fan game that was then picked up by Rooster Teeth, yeah? Yeah, essentially it was like, one really dedicated fan with too much free time uh, wanted <laughs> to make a Ruby video game, they got, he got noticed by... Uh, Rooster Teeth, and they basically invented their games department out of his work, from what I understand. They really didn't have a team for that before, but now they do, and uh, now they make other games. But yeah, and now, they're, and now they're a big publisher as well, because they, they've got the publishing rights to Bendy and the Ink Machine now. Oh, really? I didn't even know about that. Yeah, a couple of weeks back, I remember I was watching Desert Boss uh, Loading Ready Run thing, which some or me is a fan of and they were talking about how um the whole reasons a whole load of new merch and marketing campaigns going out for for bendy is because 
um, like Rooster Teeth announced it that week, like kind of around the extra live stream. I was wondering what that was all about because my buddy, uh, my my lanyard from RTX had bendy advertisements. And I was like, what's the connection here? I don't, I don't know what's going on. But what, I didn't really think of anything of it. Yeah, um, in London, we there was a bendy booth. As was well, it? So it was like, yeah. I did not it pay was... attention to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was not far away from the uh, from the Rage Two game box that they had I in the middle that. of the floor. Yeah, it was it was it was over there where where people could buy the the RT box as well. Oh, I probably didn't pay attention because it was near that. I didn't mm. tend to pay attention to that bit. Yeah, but um, yeah. Anyway, um, well, going back to the topic. Ruby digressions aside. <laughs> yeah, but this game was not. A, board, a video game. It is a board game slash card game. It is essentially yeah. a deck building card game in the vein of Dominion. Uh, the, however, it's also like a cooperative game where you fight the board as a team, as opposed to uh, you know playing against each other. Kind of oh, like nice. uh, kind of like Pandemic in a way. It's yeah, it, it really it heavily reminds me of a combination between Pandemic and Dominion with the like, yeah. Ruby Flare. That does actually seem pretty cool. So essentially, the basic premise of the game is you. Uh, how do I? How, where do I start? So you have a deck of cards, of basic cards that for each character, of which there are five. That's uh, the four main Ruby girls and Penny Palandina, the Android girl. Ah uh, yes. Uh, and each deck has sort of basic effects. Uh, that you can use in combat against the boss who is in the middle of the board. Mm. And essentially, you each card has a like a speed value from like one to ten. There's sometimes there's a few over ten, but like some some number from that has a rating of speed. Yeah. And the enemy also has a deck and who plays cards that also has speed ratings. Whoever plays a card with the highest speed rating, they're attack or ability goes through and they inflict a corresponding amount of damage and or effect based on what their card describes. Okay. There are various modifiers through card abilities and other special abilities that can affect how much damage you do and how much uh, what your speed modifier is. Like You can get buffs and debuffs to people's speed. Uh, If the player inflicts damage to the enemy, they move along a track of on the board depending on like that corresponds to how much damage you do and each yeah. like step that you take along this board you know there are different uh you gain different benefits you get experience points you get speed buffs you do extra damage etc etc there's about 10 spots on the track mm. before you reach the end and when the villain hits you they move along their they well okay so the villain hits you they don't actually they don't move on their track they move on their track automatically based on uh turns they they move one space per turn regardless of how much damage they did to you uh each each player has a certain amount of health that they have that's it you know they different characters have different amount of health which is which is interesting uh it says sort of balanced out between each other that way then yeah, yeah. Some characters are more tanky, and some characters are have more speed. Some characters are more balanced. Some characters are more support oriented. But each player takes a turn being 
being the player character in the middle of the board. Like, there's only one active player at a time. Mm. They move along a single track. And the other characters are sideline characters, who essentially... They can't be attacked directly by the villain. And they can either help the, the active player by lending support abilities or contributing to a combo. Or they can focus on completing objectives which are essentially uh, various modifiers that increase difficulty but can also yield rewards if they are completed. An example of an objective card for, say, Roman Torchwick is he might have some henchmen who, you know, spawn at the beginning of each uh, round, Mm. and the sideline players have the option to either engage them in combat or fight Roman directly. Right. If you defeat if you defeat Roman, the battle ends. But if you don't defeat the minions and Roman's still alive, uh, each uh, each player goes through what's called a duel, and that's essentially one cycle on the track. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the duel, you know, certain characters like say the minions will attack the the active player for unblockable damage. Right, okay. So you're incentivized as a team to sort of work together and minimize the amount of damage going on the active player while still trying to whittle down the main boss. I'm just picturing this by seeing the the static screenshot that I've got of sort of like the like the villain's board and the character decks and cards and stuff like that, so yeah. Just just picturing it in my mind. Yeah, so I think the villain track has like five or six total spaces, and if he reaches the end of his track, the duel ends. Mm. Uh if he if he's in like the last like two thirds of his board and he successfully inflicts damage in you, he'll inflict what's called bash damage, which also ends the duel. Right. Uh but another way you can end the match is if you reach a certain point on the player track if you've inflicted enough damage you can activate your alt your ultimate Mm. attack Uh, you can activate it anywhere along the ultimate section of the track which is labeled on the board Uh, you're not required to you can activate it whenever you want and essentially it's just a really powerful unblockable attack that deals a certain amount of damage yields a certain amount of experience Mm. and it instantly ends the round and that player is now sidelined and the next player rotates on as the active player right okay so what you want to do as the player optimally is to reach the end of the track as soon as possible because the last spot on the track is like plus three damage to any attacks that you do Mm. so you want to reach that point as soon as possible Inflict as much damage as you can until the enemy reaches the end of his track, and just before he cycles off, you want to use your ultimate to finish the duel, get some extra damage in, all that good stuff, get some extra experience. Okay. So, when a duel ends, and, a, and in between uh, cycles, you gain experience from participation, essentially, whenever you successfully hit the enemy, or or hit a minion, or if you complete an objective, you get experience points for it. And in between duels, you can spend those experience points to buy cards from your upgrade deck. Ah, so 
that's where the sort of the deck building is. Yeah, this is where the deck building comes in. So essentially, you what you do is you can only replace cards that are in your hand. You can have up to six cards in your hands, and in between duels, you draw you draw cards. If you happen to run out of cards before a duel is over, the duel ends. Uh, but that usually doesn't happen, just because of the way the game is paced. Mm. Uh, so you can at the end of the duel, you draw six cards, and then you can replace any cards in your hand with cards from your extra deck. You can't replace cards that have been discarded or that are still in your deck. Right. And you spend okay. a certain amount of experience points that corresponds to their cost, and you instantly replace the card that's in your hand. So your deck size never changes. Right. Okay. Upgraded cards come in different tiers. Like they have tier 2, tier 3, and tier 4 cards. And you have to have a card from the previous tier to replace if you want a higher tier card. You know, yeah, that you makes can't, sense. So you can't just upgrade in that regard, isn't it? Yeah, so you can't put in a tier 4 card unless you have a tier 3 card in your hand. Alternatively, you could just spend the amount of experience that corresponds to adding up all the previous tiers combined. It's effectively the same thing, but you get the idea. Mm. That works out. And, that, and uh... that pretty much explains everything, all the basic information about the game. You just keep rotating clockwise until either you defeat the boss or the boss defeats you. Fair enough. Uh, you can play single scenarios where you just fight one bad guy. If you're just starting out, this is probably recommended starting off. Or you can create campaigns where you fight a succession of bosses in a row, up to three. There's three to different bosses. There's Roman Torchwick, Adam Taurus, and Cinderfall. Yep. And you can fight as many of them as you want in succession. That was gross. Uh, and maintain the same like persistent aura experience and deck throughout your campaign. Campaigns can take a long time. Even just single scenarios can take over an hour if you're still new to the game. Or if you have really difficult objectives to work with. So, yeah. a full campaign can take a few hours. Huh. Yeah, because I'm saying this it just, it goes very... can go very D&D-like in terms of persistence then when that's... Yeah. Of, when, yeah, when it's when it sort of going through, like, say, cause, you know, if you're just going to do this one, this one fight, sure. When you're getting people down for a session, then yeah, it's a it's a commitment when you when you want when you're playing. Yeah. But uh, it's really fun. I I like that there's uh, some variability and open endedness to it. Like, you know, there are guidelines to tell you like how many objectives you're supposed to have, depending on how many players you have, how many you know what what kind of modifiers you should use depending on your skill level who you should fight and how you should fight them. But really, at the end of the day, the rules are pretty transparent about the fact that as long as you don't, you know, contradict fundamental rules of the game, you can effectively customize your scenarios and your campaigns however you want. You can make a game as hard as you want by having as many modifiers as you want, as many objectives as you want. You could set house rules, you can have one fight, two fight, three fights. You can do Anything you want, as long as you follow the rules of the game. And it's it's I like that open-endedness. It gives you mm. a ton of replayability because the game can always be a little bit more challenging. You can always be it'll always be a little bit different. And the open-endedness, the open-endedness 
of the game leaves a ton of room for expansion. It can easily be built upon giving you new villains, new objectives, new players, new cards, so on and so on. Nice. There's a lot of potential for this game. Yeah, certainly. Definitely. I mean, I'm just looking at the... Because I'm looking at the the old Kickstarter campaign for it, so I'm assuming the... Was the the box where you got part of the, the back rewards for that then, or...? Oh, yeah. Oh, and I got the Kickstarter reward. Oh, that's actually part I should mention. This was a Kickstarter project that was started, like, oh, God, almost two years ago, I think. It was a long time ago. Yeah, from, from what it looks like, I'm just looking at the campaign page. It was some point, uh, let's see... September last year. September last year, so like a year yeah. and a half that this was yeah. worked on. Uh, and it was a really skeletal game that they proposed initially. Mm. And uh, they just kept releasing new uh, stretch goals for new add-ons and new and modifications that they could make to the game. And the fan, you know, the Rooster Teeth community being the Rooster Teeth community, they just blew past all of those and uh, they ended up with a pretty in-depth game. Some of the add-ons were built in to the game, and others were optional, additional purchases that you could make. I, of mm. course, bought all the add-ons. I bought all the extra <laughs> bells and whistles, so I've got the expanded super version of the game, which I'm pretty happy about. Perfect. Uh, and then, yeah, just looking that for, for anyone at that point who was interested in the game, if their update that they did last month is correct there'll be well it's already it should already be out for purchase now yeah i believe it's on sale on the store now so yeah if, yeah because they because i think well from the update they said they tracked uh, november the 16th it being available in the rooster teeth store uh november 23rd was when it was in select online retailers and then basically general release at the end of november yeah so if they the update if I if I would say if I have any criticism if I have any negatives to say about the game and there are very few it's actually a really fun game mm. uh, I think it's tremendously more entertaining than their actual video game Grip Eclipse uh, if I have any negatives to say I would say that the individual decks themselves the player decks are maybe a little bit bland they're mm. like like I understand that they're supposed to be basic decks but like even the upgraded cards are a little bit plain they're not terribly interesting they're mostly just recombinations of the same effects that you get in the basic deck just a little bit more powerful yeah you know like this card might have the same cool effect as another basic card you have just with a higher speed or you know things like that yeah i mean i guess i guess at that point that does still show that the 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 ability the move itself is upgraded in the sense, I know I can see where you're coming from. It's very, very basic, but it's still, you know, still a still something that can be definable as being an upgrade. Yeah, and I would say that that's fine as like an initial release. Like, yeah, okay, you don't want to uh, release a, a set of cards that's like super complicated and hard to understand mm, to people who, yeah. have, you know, when you're re when you're inventing a brand new game, because really this is a very different kind of game. Like it's it has it resembles games that already exist, but it it is a very different kind of game. You know, mm -hmm. if you're introducing someone to something that new, you do want to make sure that it's the the fundamentals are comprehensible. So yeah. my so you need to sort of get the ground rules down, really, don't you? Yeah. So my big push, my big uh, hope for the future is that. 
Uh, future expansions might have more elaborate and like combo-based cards. You know, it would be more. It would be very interesting to see a little bit more synergy between not between characters and also like between cards within the same decks. Yeah, because right now it is fairly plain, and I think that it could be a little bit more intricate. But I also understand the necessity to keep things simple for starters. Yeah. But yeah, overall, I mean, really, really fun. Yeah, no, no, it's cool. I mean, I. I like my deck builders. In fact, one of my favorite deck builder games is uh, Star Realms. Okay. Yeah, it's like it's like a it's basically the deck builder behind it is that you're cre- creating a fleet or an armada of spaceships to take out the influence of an opposing army, which is the other players in the game, and that uses very simplistic. You know, it's a sign of a game that should use that gets its ground rules and its base mechanics down from the off. There's like four factions. In it, and each, you know, each faction works, you know, on itself easily enough. But in standard deck build rules, you can just pick up any any card you want, and it's all about synergy and just making sure you've got the right the right stuff. And then they brought in these expansions with like events and upgraded cards, captains and stuff like that to to give people that extra bit of difficulty if they want it. But then they don't have to use any of the other decks other than the standard game if they don't. So. Yeah, just as long as they're working along that line, it's certainly something that I will probably be considering in the future. Yeah, it would be kind of it would be kind of neat if they had uh, like developed. I know this would be super demanding on them, and I understand why they didn't. Mm. But it'd be kind of cool if they had uh, uh, planned for like a digital version to coincide mm. with the release, so that you could play online with friends. I would because yeah. this would be a really cool game to play with you guys. I I would like to get into this with someone. But, yeah, I mean, so. if they could get in, if they can get in touch with um, Asmid, uh, what is it? What are they called? Asmidi, the guys that do the digital versions of board games. Yeah, it's, it's a future option they could go for. I mean, they know they've got the fan base for it. The people will be ravenous for something like that. So, yeah, some good old co-op-y board games played digitally might be a, a, a good idea plus you know as fun as 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 fun as the physical copy is i will say that one thing about it is that there's a lot of moving parts like yes. the fundamentals are that are simple enough to grasp but there's a lot of moving parts a lot of things to keep track of because objectives mm. you know something could happen you know every turn what oh. objective might trigger it's like maybe you did damage, therefore this objective activates, which means you get this thing, this counter that you can use later to do this thing later, uh, or yeah. maybe because you failed, this objective activates, and this bad thing happens to you, and the villain gets this buff, or whatever. And even just mm. the basics, like the, you gotta make sure that your villain moves along every turn, and, you know, the villain gets special, you know, he gets modif- modifiers for his damage and his speed, you gotta make sure you keep track of that and factor that into your math. There's a lot of moving parts, and having a digital interface to keep track of that might make it a little bit more approachable for people who've never played the game. Mm. Yeah, but I can say, yeah, definitely So it comes from. I mean, like you say, well, I mean, what is it, a two-to-four player game and an, a villain, each with their own little cracks was, let me see. There, each character's got what three tracks there. Te- so technically, the XP, ultimate, yeah, life. yeah. The the 
the, each player's got their health, they have their experience. The ultimate is just a card that is just active at all times. It's ready at any time. It, it's essentially a floating extra card in your hand that has right, no cost, okay. that you can only play once you're in your ultimate track. But mm. tracking your health, your experience, and if you're the active player, also tracking your movement along the board... It's a lot just for one player to even keep track of, let alone all the other things that go into it. There's a lot of moving parts, and it can be it can be very easy to forget one or two things in our yeah. turn. Yeah, but yeah, it still looks like something that can be can be done. Maybe a bit of development time outside of it, but yeah, no, I'd be looking forward to actually seeing the board game version. That meant you know definitely the digital sometime down the line as well. So uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, looking, looking, play, looking forward to playing that more of that this evening, actually, with my family. So. Ah, good. Cool. No worries. Right, Steph, I know you've been waiting, uh, waiting patiently. Oh, no, just, I've, I've kept having stuff. to disappear because I kept getting shouted. <laughs> oh, so I've just ended up muting my mic, disappearing and coming back. Just make sure you're recording still fine. Oh, yeah, my recording's <laughs> still fine. Okay, good, good, uh, good to know. It may be half right, an hour of silence, playing? but it's still important to be there. Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so what have you been playing, dude? Um, I've been playing Stoneheart. Ah, Stoneheart. That, uh, that Which... troubled little game. What do you mean, troubled? Well, the development cycle, the Kickstarter plans. True. Uh, the that, you know, <laughs> that, all that stuff. I'm sure, I'm sure we discussed that like a few episodes back. But, uh, what the, what, what, what troubles are you talking about? Uh, this one and this one and this one and this one. Oh, yeah, those <laughs> troubles. Now, you're, you, you're right, you're right. Well, the multiplayer came out. A few about I think about a month maybe a bit longer ago. So me and Terry started playing it again. Yeah. Um. And I've started playing a single player game, and I have now made friends with rabbit people. Ah. Same. As yeah, the best thing is the rabbit. <laughs> they wear a hood half the time, and it's like, yeah, I can't tell you a rabbit. Oh great! So cultist rabbits. <laughs> cool. So these rabbits, do they do they go around with shopping carts going? Bah! No, when I first <laughs> no, met not, them, when so I first rabbits. met them, they, they they were asking for carrots. Ah, okay. Do they have a leader, and is his name called Peter? I have no idea, but they have gave me their ability to make clay models and make golems that work for me now. Ah, right. Okay. But yeah. Um, it's like um, a little village basic game. I'm playing it on a um, peaceful at the minute because I just wanted <laughs> to learn how the game works. What the st- I wanted to do the main quest line, so I wanted to know the whole story of it. And so far, I have. Um, I think I might have just completed it, to be honest. <laughs> I think. I think the last thing you do is get that, but I've not had another quest yet. But by the time I started finding the rabbits that started giving me quests, I thought I finished it as well. So. Huh. Sometimes the quests come like very far apart from each other. Even though you can complete one quest and you won't get another one for like say six day six days of games. Well, six day in game time. Bloody hell! So you just expected to just what do stuff? Build, build your town, get more people. Yeah. Um, make more decorations because um, I also found out you can. You can sit because you have to have beds for your people to sleep in because none of them like to share beds because it puts their um, um, what is it? What's the word for it? Puts their emotional and psych and their um, mental state into a really bad thing if they have to share a bed. 
Not at the same time, by the way. Squat is <laughs> right. Come on. Where everyone has access to anyone's house. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter if even if I've gone, that's that guy's house. You still see the cook sat there in the um, masoner's house eating a porridge or whatever I've made. Oh, great. So it's just like The Sims. They, yeah. They, get, they give no shits about privacy. This porridge yeah. is too hot. Goes to someone else's house. <laughs> ah, the, the good old Goldilocks conundrum. But um, yeah, because uh, even in when you're on peaceful, you still get attacked because of the quest. So I have yeah. a little army going on as well at the minute, and I've started to fortify my base. Oh. But yeah, playing on. I asked. I tried playing the game a few days ago, and my army just after I got attacked four times, all of a sudden. Two giant skeletons, an ogre, and a load of other zombies just came after me. And it was like, well, five people aren't going to be able to kill our lap, but I'll give it a shot. Next thing I knew, my whole town was dead. Why, why the hell am I Jurassic, Jurassic Park? Park. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen a dinosaur yet, so <laughs> that might be in it somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, but, it's the um, land before time. It's, you know, it's just... If you I had have... a dinosaur, maybe you would have been, uh, stood a chance. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if I had one, yeah, it's a good point. I know there's dragons in it, because a pet seller that comes around is trying to sell me a dragon, it's like, well, I don't have that much money, so <laughs> I'm not buying a dragon. <laughs> but it does say keep it away from um, flammable objects, and it's like, well, my town's made of mainly wood, so... <laughs> Let's not! <laughs> oh, perfect. Um... But I have been asked... playing a game called Stonehearth and your ma your village is made of wood. What are you, some kind of pleb? Well, well, my people started off with wood. It's not wood hearth, Terry. Stefan. Damn it! I did the same <laughs> thing you did. Don't do a me, Jeff. Oh man. Yes, this is the Immaterial Gamers podcast where we don't know who we are. Wait, who am I again? You're Terry. I believe. I believe. Yeah, you're Terry, and I've got. I've got. Uh, I'm uh, usually I've Ryan. Got... Yeah, and then that, 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 Danny, makes me, that makes me Matt, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Aren't you Danny? I, mm. I always thought you were Danny. No. Well, maybe. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh, uh, you know. might. I'm, I'm I forget. Uh, we're everyone. We're everyone and we're no one. We're immaterial. That's true. We are immaterial. We are immaterial, for we are many. Ah, yes. I thought that was Legion. Shh. <laughs> well, I only just watched that episode the other day. Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, so you and your you and your stone half. Um, yeah, they just all now. I am really good with the with the forming of words recently. Our um, presenter, everyone. I, I want to know why is he only bad with words when it comes to speak to me. I no. You infect <laughs> people. You have a temporary parasite that affects people only when they're talking to you. Is it because I'm normally the one who sidetracks everything, so it's like I have to be careful what I say to him. Maybe he's going to sidetrack this somewhere else. Well, you're also <laughs> a level 9 flublord, so maybe that part's Wait, also what? gets to us. You're how, a how level get, 9 flublord. How did I get to level 9? Through years of experience. And how come I'm only level 9? I've been working for years for this. Well, I, like I, imagine like D &D. A, I imagine a scale is like level 1 to 10 kind of thing, so you're ah, pretty much so a master. You've nearly mastered, you've nearly mastered the art of the Flublord. <gasps> I will be the Flubber. Yeah, so so after <laughs> your case flubber. of... <laughs> flubber. 
Yes, after your after your unfortunate case of village death. Yeah. Are you all sense. sorted now? Um. Yeah, because now I'm playing on peaceful, so I'm not randomly getting attacked for no reason. Ah. Uh, that's, that's, I that's I good. only get attacked now if the if I've gone to a rabbit and went I'll protect you. I don't know where the fuck you are because you've just come to me and said, "Will you protect me? I've been hurt." And it's like, "Well, I can heal you and send you off. I'll protect you." And it's like, "I'll protect you." Now, where is he in my town? I have no idea. <laughs> it's like, "I'll protect you." He just disappears. I kill the people that come hunting after him, and he comes back and goes, "Thank you." Gives me some free stuff and pisses off again. How good? Yeah, he's always scouting now. I was scouting and some wolves got me. I think they followed me here. Well, can you stop coming here, please, eh? Oh, perfect. They're very one-sided, mind, these rabbit people. I have been asked to... The quest I've got off them so far is carrots, because they've yep. wanted carrots, because they, somehow rabbits can't grow their own carrots. Um, To grow a special herb that only they have, which I'm kind of curious how they have it when they can't grow it. Uh, and to recharge their power crystals, because their power crystals that give them light underground can only be recharged on the surface, and it attracts mobs. Uh, so I just, I just stick it in one of my fields in the middle of nowhere and just tell a guard to stand there. <laughs> uh, you, good stand good there! Contradictory mechanics, eh? We've got to grow this stuff that we never had so we couldn't grow, and... Yeah, but, now, now we've got to protect it from from the enemies that turn up only if we grow it. Yeah, it's like oh, that's thanks. Why are you giving it me then? Uh, so you too can you know deal with our problem. Oh no, yeah. there's there's a quest that I get off them a few times. It's oh goblins have found our secret hole. They want us to give us. They want them. They want us to make them like twenty five wooden darts. But we think <laughs> we can fight them. We just need potions. And it's like, I have the option of, go away, I will make the dars for you, I will give you potions. It's like, well, I already have potions made, just take them. Take I am the not going to sit there and make you 25 wooden dars that I do not need to begin with. I hate yeah. it when goblins find my secret door. My secret yeah. hole, that's the one. <laughs> Next to you! Secret doors, secret holes, it's just a whole load of secrets. There's probably a door in the hole. I, I want to find their secret hole, I want to find this rabbit kingdom. What is a man? Just other than a miserable pile of secrets. And holes. And holes. A miserable pile of holes. I, I thought a man was just made of water. What does a pile of what? holes look like? <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I'd actually love to see a, a picture. A pile of holes. I feel yeah. it's like something the Acme Company would do. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, like Bugs Bunny. Yeah. I, I want anything with Warner Brothers, to be honest. Yeah. Just a pile of holes. I'm gonna look that up. <laughs> All right, fair dues. And while you while you look through your pile of holes, and as a segue from from one rabbit to the name of the other, I'll go with the game I've been playing because I've been playing a few. But I'll briefly go past a more darkest dungeon, uh, more Tetris, God of War three remastered, which I'm not really gonna explain. But the segue that I've got is uh, that I played a game, or I I played some Thumper, recently. Particularly this week. Well, basically not long after recording the podcast last week. Thumper. What is Thumper? Other than okay. the rabbit from, uh, uh, from, from Bambi. Bambi. Yeah, I was about to say. Okay, I, I, I've typed in Pile of Holes, by the way. It just comes up with bricks on their sides. What? 
It comes over bricks. Brick. Yeah, but no, the holes with br- the bricks with holes in. Like, yeah. like six holes in each brick. It's like just loads That's of them enough. just piled up. Going, there's That's your enough. holes. Ah, oh, come on, internet. We can do better than this. Surely. Pile of holes. Oh, you got like, just a pile of dirt. Yeah, we'll just we'll just meme it somewhere. But um, yeah, Thumper is a well, it's weirdly classed as a rhythm game. Oh yeah, you're you're, you're very into rhythm games, though. I yes, I I probably say that uh, you know we were talking about Tetris one day and about the the concepts of uh, synesthesia. I bet you're one of them kids who used to have one of them puppet things, aren't you? Puppet, twist Synes- it. Synesthesia. Yeah. Well, synesthesia, yeah, the 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 concept of using like colour and sound. That, you know, associating, yeah, associating like, like, like one sensation with another, or it's like where it's where it's like you know a word might sound like it's a certain colour or a certain shape might sound, yeah. might, or a word, a certain word might have like a different texture to it, things like that. Yeah, so like one that. of my workmates is apparently a synesthetic or something. Synesthetic. Yeah, the the he um. Yeah, he related numbers to color, uh, to shapes. So he was able to solve complex equations through shape. Problem being that it didn't really go well in the, you know, the academically gifted part because he couldn't show working, and working was key. Apparently, if you just got to the answer, you were guessing. But, um, yeah. After a minute, I remember tests when you looked at it and went, you have to do your working out. And it's like, why? The answer is this. I can look at it and tell you the answer. Yeah. But I have I mean, to give you I mean, I, I've always understood. I mean, I understand that. The, the, the reason why they want you to show your work is one, it. To prove it, you understood. It, 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 it deters cheating. And it, yes, it also proves that you understand why you under, why you got that answer and how you got that answer. You know, it's like. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's like anyone could just recite information. It's people who are capable of creating new information based on existing information that and understanding is, it is is that's how you determine education. Yeah, yes, and this is where you get the answers of Terry has thirty um, candy. He eats twenty nine. How many does he have left? And the kid puts he has diabetes. Nice. <gasps> That's good. That's good. Show your work. What, what does he now yeah. have? <laughs> Diabetes. <laughs> well, if you'll refer to page thirteen of our uh, given New scientist of, of our te- of our chemistry uh, and biology textbooks, uh, I'll show you exactly how diabetes works. Yeah, because the glucose that he didn't break down by eating the 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 sweets uh, prevented the buildup of insulin, therefore caused him to gain type two diabetes. Um, <clears throat> so uh, yeah, yeah, A plus, see me. <laughs> But um, yeah, Thumper is it's classed as a rhythm game, in the 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 sense that it's got beats and bops, and the music and the gameplay is set to said beeps and bops. You, you are a beep and but you yeah. are a bop. Well, you're actually a space beetle. Oh, and it's is, okay. And now I know what game. game it is. I've seen yeah. that game. I didn't know what it was called though. Yeah, it's called. I yeah. still don't know what it's what it is. So. So Thumper is what they what's actually marketed as a rhythm violence game. Um, you are the the concept is this: you are a beetle traveling down a track in some weird hellish space. Let let me put it um, this way: if you don't, you don't really look like a beetle. You kind of look like a fucking alien spacecraft that's silver. Okay. Except it except it is marketed as a beetle. 
Yeah. He yeah, has wings. Yeah. You can tell it looks like a beetle, but it kind of looks more like a fucking alien spaceship. Whatever. Yeah. Beetle. Alien. Yeah. Alien so beetle. you're a beetle. And your idea is to escape while you're chasing some weird alien artifact that is being protected by, and I'm not kidding you, the alien menace, Crackhead. Crackhead. Yep. Spelled C-R-A-K-H-E-D. Crackhead. Um... So, yeah, and the, I never the knew this game was on VR. Yeah, it's on VR, and I want to play it in VR at one point. But yeah, you go down this very like hellish track with obstacles coming thick and fast with their calls and responses as well. So there'll be walls, there's little beat pads, there's like like little fences in the way, um, lots of stuff that will kill a beetle in two hits. So you lads on every like little level of track you've got two lives maximum. Um and yeah, what use console? the idea of Is this on every console now? Yes. I'm just gonna say because it's now on the Switch. Yeah, just because I've just looked it up and it was like twenty five percent off on the Switch. It's like oh okay. yeah. you see, yeah, I mean I guess with the Switch, as long as you're using it in T V mode, it'll be fine because I wouldn't consider it a portable game unless you're wearing headphones and stuff because the the sound, because like every other rhythm game, sound and the soundtrack yeah. is key to it. It's like, the, like I mentioned, that it has call and response in it. Is that before you see the obstacle, you'll hear the obstacle. So, like for example, walls will have a clap. Is this a bit like when how you come when near... you play Payday, you can hear a cloaker coming? Uh, and a tape. Yeah, I get, yeah, but it's a lot more fixed than hearing a cloaker coming. It's like, it's not exactly going to, in payday, it's not going to be the case of two bars after you hear, I'm coming in and whoop, he's going to attack you. You just know that he's on the map. In in Thumper, you hear, you know, you'll hear a, Clapsing. and then four beats later, <laughs> no, four beats later, the wall will be at your face. Um, is, is he literally trying to clap, clap sync? I, I say we kill him. Know. No, what? Um, no. Um, so yeah, so it's just it's a case of survive each level, destroy Crackhead, get to the artifact, and go on to pastures new in your new space beetle life. But it's it's like got this really like pumping like industrial metal soundtrack to it. And what are you laughing about? Uh, I, I'm, I'm quickly looking through Facebook and. There's a thing for an £85 coupon voucher, if you share uh, this link. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hoaxslayer.net. Um, anyway, so yeah, you just got to like do the cases like have a huddle up in your beetly shell to, to like, break through fences or grind around walls and not die. And I like it. And, the you know... It's very. The problem is compared to a lot of other rhythm games, where as you sort of zone into it, everything's all nice and calm and and zen. It's the opposite in Thumper. You will feel very stressed because of the soundtrack and and the way it goes. But it, it gives you still that same option to to focus. And I guess if you kind of do that bit where you zone into to rhythm games, like a you know like a synesthesiac, then it's a, it's a quite enjoyable. So I'd, I'd give it a pick up. It's relatively cheap on all the stuff these days probably apart from the switch because it's just come out but uh yeah if you like violent music playing while you're trying to 
guide a little cute beetle down the track, then uh, yeah, that's all for you. Sounds wonderful. And I know I've not done the best way of selling it, but it's a hard game to describe. I really, uh, I want to change my screen name to Violent Beetle. Violent <laughs> Violent Beetle. Yeah, that'd be that'd be weird. I mean, you know, as long as you didn't call yourself Crackhead. Be, uh, that too. I could Violet Violet Beetle Crackhead. Violet Crackhead. <laughs> Violent Beetle Crackhead. Oh Jesus. Or Crackhead the Violent oh. Beetle. Either way. Nice. So we are wow. Okay. Already uh, like fifty minutes. Yeah, fifty fifty minutes. So um, let's get on with this this news. We'll 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 try and go through all four pieces in a quick and concise and constructive way. Okay. So so we'll start with news it. piece one. Yeah, news piece one from IGN. And Bioware's announcing a Dragon Age announcement this month. Oh god, I don't have this news article. Uh, what? <laughs> don't, worry, don't, don't worry about it. There isn't really much to yeah, talk there's about. There's not much They've about announced it. an announcement. Li- oh, right, announced an announcement. Uh. <laughs> announced an announcement of them because Dragon Age uh, is a very important. I think what they actually put on the. T- what was it they put on the tweet they put out? Uh, we are working is... on very secret Dragon Age things. We hope to tell you about it soon, I believe, or something down that line. Yeah, um, we've got the announcement here. Yeah, if you've been following the blog, blah, 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 we're working on some secret Dragon Age stuff. Cool. I I, I hate that. It's like, like we're getting to, like, inception levels of announcement tiers where it's like, we're going to announce an announcement that'll announce an announcement that'll announce the thing that's actually happening. I think they've done this because a lot of people are asking for the Dragon Age. They want to continue that story. They want to know what's happened to the hero of Ferelden, they want to know what happened to the champion of Kirkwall. That don't forget, yeah, these people but... have just disappeared. Yeah, but we were announcing this a couple. Of, we were we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, weren't we? When we were talking about the E3 stuff. Yeah. And and this idea of just give us news. Don't don't give us this this hype machine bullshit of look. We don't have anything for you now, but we might come back in a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come back in a month. Ah, thanks for coming back. We still haven't got anything for you, but um, yeah. it's here's like, this picture. It's like it's December. Well, and we're going to announce something in January. That will announce something. That will announce an announcement in February. That will announce an announcement in March. That will announce yeah. an announcement in April. Well, that will announce yeah, what's coming it's, up. Yeah, it's, in it, yeah, December. It's, a, it's the uh, announcement of an announcement of a teaser trailer for a project, which may or may not be the thing that you were looking for. Well, to be honest, I'm looking forward to it. Good for you. Well, as much as I don't like the way you're the problem. It, I'm look. Uh, what? Leave me alone. If it was no. a game you looked forward to, you would be fucking sat there going, "I can't wait for them to tell us this." Because I want to know: Is it going to be the final one? Is it going to be telling us what happened when the hero of Ferelden went through that portal? Did they meet his son? Did he whatever? And what happened to the champion of Kirkwall? Because literally, that does not get answered even in the game. Eh, I just yeah. don't buy into hype culture, even for things that I like. It's just like, I, you know, if there's an article saying, oh, a thing might be happening, I skim through and be like, okay, is there actual information in here? Skim, skim. No? All right, whatever. Just move on. I got other stuff I can do. Yeah. No, I can no, I can see where you're getting excited. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to Dragon Age stuff as well, but until they actually give me something, I can't, I can't be excited. You know what I mean? I, it's going to, it's going to take a lot. I know to each their own, but to me, someone going, right, we've got a big announcement to tell you, we've got a planned date for an announcement, doesn't 
You know, doesn't... I'm hoping the announcement will be this will be like we're re we're planning on releasing Dragon Age around this time, mm. the next Dragon Age game, because it has been how how long? Inquisitor being out now? You would know better than me. Inquisition, it's uh, four years old. See, see, so we're due a new one. Because mm. it's been like what Dragon Age Origins came out. It got a lot of DLC. Two came out about five years later, I believe. And then Inquisitor came out. I think no, Inquisitor and Dragon Age 2 had the shortest span between them both. Yeah. But then Dragon Age Inquisitor, I have not seen any references to any of the other two games. Apart from the Chantry and the Order of which are playing as. So I think it was just trying to get the bit that in Dragon Age 2. I mean, it did carry on, didn't it, from the Mage Wars? It did. Yeah, it carried on from that because they did mention it. They have mentioned it one or twice, but that's the only... They've not mentioned anything about Ferelda. That Not that I've heard mm. of anyway while I've played it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess because it kind of just went to the north, didn't it? It was all lay yeah. and stuff on it, so... Yeah. I guess you see, that's the problem with trying to make a shared universe that's also unique to the player, is that you just end up leaving continents behind. But, anyway, still... Remember what we said about being concise? Yeah, we'll see, we'll see what'll happen December six when they announce the announcement. Um, moving on, next next story, uh, Fallout seventy six. You depressing, depressing game. Don't blame the game, blame the players. No, no, this is this is actually literally the story where we can hate the players, not the game. Of uh, the story of the Fallout seventy six players who have been given a lifetime ban by Bethesda for homophobic insults. Attack. chat and using the pvp system to basically grief people because of perceived homophobia so uh yeah um uh, is there a number of players that have been banned yet or is it not given us a number yet uh, it just says a group it's it's whoever was involved in this group there was a a player by the name of nathan the hick the unfortunate victim of his own demise I say unfortunate, I mean victorious. Uh, I know that's a complete opposite, but you know. Um, according to this article by Eurogamer, uh, by PC Gamer, went in, asked to play for an item. When they replied by saying he had a cute outfit, he went, I don't. If you don't like this, close your ears, people. I okay. don't fuck with that homo shit. Okay, by the looks of this, it's a group of five people. Because right. I'm watching the video with Newt. But um, yeah, he said he said that statement. Uh, left and came back and started griefing players to try and force them to not play. And the players themselves, one including a person called AJ. Yeah, AJ, please. Yep. Um, basically had to go through the most ridiculous way of reporting said griefing in the game because apparently, according to the article, there are no reporting features. Yeah, there is no way to report anyone. And the way he's basically done it is uploaded his clip onto Twitter and tagged them into it. Yeah. It's almost like Bethesda weren't planning on making a multiplayer game, but were told by Zenimax, go make a multiplayer game. But, um, yeah. That, uh, but, uh, oh, they just have high really hopes for humanity, because I don't. <laughs> uh, be cynical. It's a lot easier. Um, we believe yeah. everyone who plays our games are righteous and nice yeah. and polite no <laughs> but yeah but the only reason Bethesda managed to 
get the full information of this is because the idiot uploaded his own video. Did he? <laughs> yeah. I don't he, know the, about uh, it. he uploaded his own video called Cleansing of the Quiz. Wow. Uh, Honestly, humanity, half the time, you really need to have a fucking look in the mirror. I feel like when you're that kind of person, when you have a name like Nathan the Hick and you upload a video called Cleansing the Queer, it's just like you're not even trying at that point. You're you're no, you're, you're leaning full tilt into it. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, yeah. I mean, you know, at this point he's he's he has he's just went and given the it's just a prank, bro. I've got nothing to apologize for. Strange enough, with that username and that, I, 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 and you hear him speak, you just assume a redneck voice come out of it, like, Hey, hi, there, yeah, I didn't get on with this. Yeah, You're a bit like Clayton. goofy with it. I don't, I don't really <laughs> I Goofy, think, I think I think something more along the lines of, like, I don't take t- kindly to that yeah. air. That I don't go kindly shit. to that homo shit. I want to get my shotgun and make love to my sister. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so that's so. Because gays see, are bad, but fucking see, your first cousin is a okay. <laughs> see, we're, we're not gonna get. It's taken legal out in my him. state, therefore it's okay. <laughs> we're now gonna be taken down by uh, Vendex. <laughs> <sighs> we're gonna well. get. Cl- we're gonna get cleansed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, Jesus, and cleansing of the Brits. Um. And 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 the one Canadian. You know. <laughs> but look closer to him, so we're safer for now. <laughs> okay, uh, well, I'll, a... I'll give you the advance warning. <laughs> yeah, if you could, if you could, yeah, just like, the, the rednecks are coming. The rednecks are coming. <laughs> <laughs> Spicy. Oh, Kate, okay, we need a we need a light to be placed on the church if it's by land. We need it by yeah. the lighthouse if it's by sea, please. Oh, just ridiculous. So yeah, he initially got a three-day suspension. It's now permanent. Um, the the player is now getting over it, and there's the request to make PVE and role-playing servers so they don't have to the, deal yeah, with that shit. The, the, I have to admit, and if I did actually get around to playing it, see now I have had it since it came out, and I tried the first time, found out that I had got sent another code to activate the actual game. Forgot about it. Well, didn't realize. Finally got it around to putting it in. Went to go back onto the game, down for maintenance, and I've not tried since. <laughs> but yeah, if, I wouldn't have probably stayed on much longer if it was just PvP all the time. Mm. Yeah, it's just not. Like I say, it, I had my reservations on it, knowing Bethesda's track record with the single player games, and it's just not helped. So, yeah, a little bit longer. I know a lot yeah. of people... They've also had bad news in two weeks, considering the fact that they've had their game on sale multiple times. One of their collector's editions was an absolute waste of people's money. The fact that they then went and gave YouTube influencers canvas bags. Bring your canvas bags to the supermarket. Um, sorry, that's a Tim Minchin reference. There you go. Um, yeah, so they, give, you know, they give people canvas bags that weren't exactly the same ones, but not the ones that people were getting... You know, it's, a, it's just Bethesda. Wait, is if a PR you took nightmare. them to the supermarket, did you get free cans? Well, no. You and just take your bag, you, No, you just take your canvas bags down to the supermarket. It's a Tim Minchin song. You'll you'll see. But um, yeah. Uh, your last word on that, Steph. On what? You, I cut you off while going through and talking about my hatred for the PR scandal of Bethesda. Oh, I asked you to just get free cans or bottle caps. 
Oh, okay. No. I think that was what I said. Okay, maybe not. Fair <laughs> enough. Right, okay. Speaking of bottle caps and making money, um, we'll go to the next one very quickly. Valve has got a new Steam revenue idea yeah, for developers. Uh, I've oh, read boy. into this a little bit, and I, I think mm. that's a bit stupid. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk about that very quickly. So Steam's way of making money is to take a cut of any sales from us plebs when we buy them. Which is obvious. On, on the that's, that's how they're going to make money. Yeah, but what, it makes why sense. why is it the less you make, the more the share they get? I oh, I I don't know. Is Maybe it, it's just is the cost this, of. Isn't this the same way the tax it? works? The more money you make, the less tax you pay. That's how most businesses yeah. work, isn't it? Well, no, it's supposed to work the other way around. Yeah, That's but not entirely yeah, like true. Google Corporations actually it, but... generally have a much lower tax rate than small businesses. Yeah. And the reason right, for but... that, the reason for that, the reason why corporates, corporations make have less taxes is because they need to... They, they have, they have much staff. higher... generate. They have much higher yeah. revenue. They have much higher bottom dollars. So they still pay a considerable amount of tax. It's just, you know... They just have a lower tax rate. Uh, another reason why corporations have lower tax rates is to uh, encourage lo- uh, growth amongst corporations because corporations make tend to make products and deliver services that improve standards of living. So they need to grow as much as possible. Okay. As the finance major, there's your uh, little bit of business insider for the week. Yeah, sweet. We'll have a new section that I'll keep running on this podcast soon. It'll be called Economics with Duncan. Well, let me graduate at least first. Oh, nope, well. we're not letting you do that. Oh, yeah, we can just change the title, just as, as you go through. Maybe, you know. But anyway. And unfortunately, and unfortunately, that's probably the main motivation behind this differentiation anyway. I think it's entirely possible that the gaming industry being the way it is, I mean, we've talked about it endlessly up until this yeah. point. It's staggering a little bit. Costs are so high these days for development and maintenance that yeah. I imagine that they, Steam was probably pressured in some way or another by companies to to, mm, to, cha- the to change ones. these uh, their revenue sharing rates so that you know they would continue to put their games on Steam because they you know they want to make sure that they get as much money as they can. Mm, yeah. Because they're spreading so, themselves very thin and need all the money they can get. Yeah. So, uh, also from PC Gamer on this one, you know, what we're sort of dis- you know, we're discussing all this about taxation laws and stuff like that. That comes based on the news of Valve changing how they are developing their splits of revenue. So the the normal the the one that's currently going is that it goes on a seventy thirty split between developer and Valve. Now the way they're doing it is based on based on earnings. It'll be seventy thirty until you hit over ten million pounds or ten million dollars or equivalent. Prob- it's probably equivalent ten million U.S. dollars. Yeah, um, and it will then go to a seventy five twenty five, and then if you earn over fifty million, it'll be it'll be eighty twenty. I love the fact that this was. Put in place on the first of October, and the first thing you heard about it was December. Yeah, so something's already been in progress for two months, and it's only been, like you say, been announced. Yeah, days ago. And if that, but you know, the the way that this is coming up is is it's you know the big games they're not going to see much difference. 
No. So the big developers, nothing's going to change. In fact, it's going to be easy for them. The the bit that it comes down to is the you know the indie developers, you know, your one man dev teams and and stuff like that. But, you know, a lot of these like independent games to take you take your stuff like Hand of Fate, you know, which was like a two man group in Australia. Um, oh God, Undertale, you know, it was just a one one dev. You know, it's basically bedroom. You know, bedroom developers. Well, was it wasn't like prison that. architect, like a, a small man. Sort of, yeah, small dev teams. Yeah, but they are never going to make ten mil. Unless I think, hand, I think Unless hands, hands of fate will. Hands of fate <laughs> probably has because they're they're on every console now. It's not just on PC. It's on PlayStation. It's on. Uh, I believe it's on Xbox as well now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah they, they, they've they've gonna, on it. that, but still. Yeah, you know, it's it's a very it's a very high bar. I don't think they've done it on Valve, so they probably are only getting the twenty five. Um, Valve's probably taking the twenty five percent cut. I don't think they've probably done it on Valve, but overall mm. they would have easily smashed that. Yeah, and this this is coming back to sort of people complaining about the sort of the algorithm that Steam had, as well, which is, you know. The the system determines whether your game's good enough to actually place on the front of the store page, mm. even if the game is an absolute pile of shite. We've seen it, you know, all these like basically trading card game, well, you know, these trading card farming simulators, basically, you know, these these shit games that use Unity bought assets, <laughs> uh, Univers- I, I U- sorry, f- Unity stolen assets. Maybe. I, I love the fact the video that I um, PC Gamer has linked onto their thing for this mm. is um, Artifact. And wh- I, I've just opened Steam and the it's... first thing that popped up was Artifact. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's in recommended videos for you. It doesn't you know, it doesn't even step towards any. It's just because the, the article's talking about Valve, so here's a Valve game. But, yeah, I mean... It's like, on one hand, it's like, you know, I feel like... There's, I'm I'm kind of split on my opinions on this because it's like on one hand, you know, people are upset that the big companies are getting a break. They're mm. they're not. I don't feel like they're wrapping their heads around the fact that while the big companies are getting a break, the indie companies didn't get put down as a result. They're still getting the same deal that they were always getting, and I can understand bitterness towards, you know, like being upset that you know they didn't get any relief for this mm. but they also need to recognize that their exact situation has not actually changed in absolute figures so no. i think in one way it's a bit of an overreaction but mm. on the other hand i also see this as a bad sign in the sense that uh it I think might you're... it might i don't i don't know if it'll necessarily discourage uh, like the you know small time gamers, but I think what it might encourage as an inverse relationship is it might encourage smaller developers selling off their property to larger developers or mm. merging with larger developers to get into that higher threshold and to maximize their revenue, which mm. might you know. Uh, What's the, whatever the whatever the opposite of dilute is, uh, the gaming market as far as you know so what kinds market, of, yeah. desaturating really yeah uh, that the market where 
you know, there will be less... There will be less of a presence of indie games because a lot of them will join up either with each other to make their own company or to larger companies that already exist where, you know, they have the marketing power and the reputation to get into that $10 million threshold easily. So I'm, I'm split on it. On one hand, I get... I understand why this decision was made. I, as a finance major, I know why this decision was made. I can see through it. I know. I, I get it. It sucks. But that's just the way capitalism works. But on the other hand, I also understand, as the son of somebody who owns a small business, I also understand the flip side of it. I understand it's frustrating seeing the bigger companies get all the breaks and yeah. the smaller companies who just don't bring in as much money as the bigger companies do just not mattering enough to get any sort of relief of their own you know my mom pays god i don't know enormous sales enormous business taxes thousands of dollars every quarter she has to pay for no particular reason other than the fact that she owns a business you know it's like it's Mm -hmm. not even like she has to pay certain benefits for employees based on so much. It's not like she has to pay out vacations so much. It's just like she owns a business, therefore taxes. But, you mm-hmm. know, if she had, you know, 50 people working for her and she was making 100 times her current revenue, she'd be paying a fraction of that tax. It's like, I, I get it. I it, it's, it's a hard issue to talk about. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's never going to be fair. No. Not unless we completely re-chain, redefine how capitalism works. Yeah, I guess that's the thing. You know, we can't go, we can't go the communism route because that doesn't work either. So, um, yeah, I mean, just let the mafia run the place. It's, it's been a couple of months. I'd probably like to see how how the situation actually pans out in a few months' time. You know, once it's all settled in, see how it affects the business, how it affects Valve itself with Steam. Because okay. the idea is that they're apparently trying to do this on a way that they would end up getting less money by trying to get more money, you know. But, eh, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Let's wrap this up by going to the very last story, and very quick odd story, to finish off the podcast. I have no idea anything about this story, man. Oh, have you never heard of the Levisher Suit Larry Games? Not to my oh, knowledge. Very weird, sort of point-and-clicky adventure games where you played as basically a pervy little man called Leisure Suit Larry and he's in his you know unlucky in love situation of trying to find love in ridiculous situations you say love but I mean he's really just trying to get laid yeah love in a physical sense not in an emotional sense yeah but um yeah the whole series of games came out while Sierra was still a company and um, yeah, the original creator of the games, Allo, has decided now that he wants to get rid of the source code for the games. So he's auctioning them off on eBay. Uh, is still I on there? Actually... I'm gonna actually have a quick check. But um, yeah, he's you know he's... the article on Eurogame is you know is this funny, funny little story of him talking about the creation process for Leisure Suit Larry. Um, Oh Jesus, and you know, and how people say no, you should just get rid of the game. You know, he's 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 got to a point down at the bottom. It's got like the little anecdote. It's like, oh, Leisure Suit Larry's so out of the these games are so out of touch that they should require a Leisure Suit. Um, but yeah, just the idea of just getting rid of the games, just 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 getting rid of them as as, as source code. Um, I just want to actually see because it doesn't look like it's actually on there anymore. 
I don't know what it's been listed as. So. Yeah, it's a bit bit hard to to find. It might be there's a link on your uh, Eurogamer itself. Yes. Hold on. Yes, yes, there and is. And it's not giving me. It's not sent me anywhere. Uh, oh, it sent me to it. Source code to legislate. Oh, he's one. done it in different parts. Jesus. Well, one of them, which is the the original, is currently at. It's got fifty nine bids. It's still got seven days to go, and the current bid is eight thousand eight hundred and one of your U.S. dollars. That's honestly but, lower than I was expecting. Well, yeah, I well, guess. Look at Larry Two. Larry Two. That's that's at eight sixty bids. That's four hundred off that one. Jesus. Yeah, here we go. It's just mad. Yeah. I think it's kind of interesting. Yeah. People always. Uh, I feel like there's a, a demand for <laughs> these source codes for dead games. And yeah, it's like, hey, I mean, you know, I mean, that's one way to get rid of it. Sell it off. Yeah. Well, if you want, if you want a bit of history, a bit of seedy, dirty history, then yeah, have a look at them. They are going for the next week. So it's about kind of, five days by the time uh, I bring the podcast out. It's kind of like uh, the digital equivalent of buying like a collection of like Playboy magazines in a way. Ryan, yeah. you should keep an eye it's on a- this for next week. Yeah. <laughs> so we know how much they're gonna sell for. Yeah, we definitely yeah. need to have a follow up on this to see what they go for in the end. Yeah, I will. I will keep that in the uh, in the notes for next week. In the uh, you know, put, put them on your fight, watch fight. as well for um, um, eBay. Oh, I could. Yeah, but uh, well, because we we need to go back to our our love lives. You dishonor me. I. I don't have a love life. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Same. Hang on, I've added them to my watch list. I don't even think I'm logged into eBay, so I don't know how it's doing that. <laughs> yeah, how are you going to have a watch list there? But um, yeah, we will wrap that off after what is probably clearly our longest podcast. Yeah, it's like an hour and a quarter. If we yep. cut out the pre re, pre re, ramble, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, no, it's, it's good. It's, you know, I didn't realize the time go by, so that's that. You know, again, always a good sign. That's that's so, probably my fault. I I I elaborated quite a bit on that combat already. I went ah. for probably half an hour on that. Oh, that was don't over worry, half an hour. Don't worry, you got you got me interested in it, so that that works. Yes, that, that, I saw the copy, and I get yeah. a little check from Rooster Teeth. And... Yeah, if you could just get a yeah commission based, you know, it's all it's all good. But um, yeah, if you enjoyed this 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 podcast of of you know three men talking about video games and board games, and Leisure Suit Larry, um, please do the likey sharey subscribey thing with the bell, and uh, you know we can we can keep going and trying to make more little content. You know we've also got other videos on the YouTube channel, maybe more soon. Trademark. Um, we're also on iTunes and on podcast.com with an RSS feed there as well. Wait, uh, are you, you trademarking soon? No, Blizzard has trademarked soon. Have they? It's just a meme. No, it's a meme. When when something's coming out and you don't want to give people drive. the date, you just say you just say soon trademark. But um, yeah, so go in all those methods. Don't drink and drive, but you could at least listen to our podcast and drive. As long as it's not on your phone. Yeah. And you've got it in your hand. Uh, yeah. Remember, don't kill you. Don't kill each other. That's the one. Thank you very much, Duncan. And, yeah, and, and if you do kill each other, just message Duncan. He will help you hide the body. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Well, thank you to Duncan and to Steph, and uh, I guess to myself. I See don't know you why. later, alligator. Well, yeah. See you next week. Bye.